Cave presents Me and My Shadow Mark IV, a Paranoia actual play podcast. Previously on Me and My Shadow Mark IV. Our team finally get an introduction to Mark IV without being incinerated or vaporised. A lot of time is spent arguing over the correct way to secure a hire, and the team quickly realise that without their special security lanyards, Mark IV will merrily annihilate anyone stepping over the perimeter line that surrounds him. Of course, nobody is too keen to test out how effective the passes are, but everybody is very keen to have someone else try it out. Naturally, Tony R, the equipment guy, tries to tamper with the passes. Sasha R and Tony R get into a tech services versus power services squabble, mainly over the differences between a doodad and a gizmo, and Judar realises that pandering to the Mark IV's ego is a great way of disposing of fellow troubleshooters. Liar decides that the best way to get a good camera shot of the team would be to perch on top of the fuel tank in the hangar. Brave man. After all of this, Tony R decides to finally open up the mission equipment and see what bounty friend computer has bestowed upon the team. So, Tony, you open up the crate. It's a standard sort of seal on the top. Oh, interestingly, while this is happening, Lee, you notice just down below you that Sasha seems to be straining somewhat and his face goes really, really red. His eyes roll back at his head and then he collapses. Sasha has tried unsuccessfully to use his mutant power of telekinesis to push Jude R over the yellow line and turn his lanyard around so that Mark IV can't see it. Oh, he did a mutant thing. Oh, so cool. Nice to see the team racing to his assistance. So, Tony, you open the crate, you press the two pressure seals, and you have a look at all the pretty things that R&D is giving you. There's big boxes, there's little boxes, there's a small bot, there's a couple of barrels, there's a red crate marked perimeter defense equipment. There's even a big twisty metal thing with valves and stuff. And, of course, there's grenades. This must be a really important mission to give you all this cool stuff. There isn't any instructions, but that's okay. Most of it should be fairly easy to figure out. Sasha, you get back up. You've got a hell of a headache. Whatever happened there has kind of frazzled your cognition for a little bit. I would like to open up the red plastic crate marked perimeter defense equipment. This box, it's filled with around 40 little round dirty grey discs that are about two inches thick but the same size as a small frisbee and there's also one small metallic box and on top of the box is a booklet labelled Warranty Acme Home Perimeter Defence Landmines and the box has two switches labelled Activate and Deactivate It's two switches Activate and Deactivate I'm assuming they're all set to Deactivate currently Oh, yeah, it's, it's currently set, it's set to... It's in the middle of the switch. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's a like, toggly switch. I, I'll i start 
<laughs> I'm going to start putting up these mines around the perimeter. It's still strictly deactivated. I'm going to carry the switch with me as well as I'm going to I'm assuming it's like a box I'm going to carry. I'm going to like lay out as I go. Okay, so yeah, Tony starts walking around the perimeter line, placing landmines. At that moment, Jude sneezes really loudly <laughs> and falls at the Bailey and pushes him over the, the yellow line. <laughs> Bailey, you're on the other side of the line. No, this most definitely wasn't an accident. Okay. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Ooh. <laughs> so these. <laughs> sorry. Uh, it's the, the the chemicals over there. The cracks. I think some of the the things have aerosolized, and it's it's aggravating uh, my my nasal problems uh, along with my high blood pressure. It's I have a whole cavalcade of things going on that friend computer has seen fit to medicate me for. Bless you, dude. And he reaches into his hygiene pack and grabs you like a, a wet wipe for your first aid. Thank you so much. That's, that's so kind of you. And I, and I wipe my nose. And, uh, I step across the yellow line. Okay, yeah, nothing nothing seems to happen. If I, actually, can you roll me a d20? God damn it. Six. Ooh, a six. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I think Bailey now is just going to... Take, take a lap around this Mark IV. Uh, Jude will follow him diligently. Just excited to be with his new friend. Yes, yeah, so, so the Mark IV is absolutely enormous. The, the big treads underneath it are bigger than most vehicles uh, than you've seen. And as you walk around, you can see some of the gun turrets seem to follow you. Nobody's getting vaporized um, just yet. Bask in my majesty, pathetic meat sacks. Oh, we are. Is Sasha alive, moving at the bottom of these tanks? Yeah, I'm fine. I don't know what I don't know what happened. Something I just came over all weird. Like someone did something to me. I don't know. I've never felt like that before. It's weird. So Tony, you've you've done the perimeter mm-hmm. and you've evenly spaced the landmines out. All right, cool. I'm gonna get a healthy distance away, and then I'm going to arm the landmines. So as you click arm, as you arm the landmines, every one of them immediately stands up on six tiny little legs, and they immediately start rushing around the hangar. Sadly, where Bailey and Judar, you're right next to a load of them, and they run straight at you. And there's a large explosion, and bits of Bailey and Jude sort of clatter down onto the onto the hangar fl- floor. Can the rest of you all make an agility roll? If you don't have agility, make violence, because these landmines seem to be trying to do their job really well, namely by running at people. That's how they're defending the perimeter. What about people standing on large vats out of the way? You're fine, unless, unless you can climb. <laughs> we'll find out about that in a minute. Uh, can I add some perversity to mine? <laughs> Clearance ultraviolet. Rules. Can I use perversity? Hey, we're meant to be a family show. What's this all about? In Paranoia, perversity points are the GM's reward to entertaining players. Other non-fun role-playing games give out things like experience points for gathering treasure and killing gnomes. These are generally used for improving player characters over the course of a campaign. Given the terminally short lifespan of most troubleshooters, the mere conceit of a paranoia campaign is as laughable as a player who attempts to survive a game. Therefore, some other tool is needed for a paranoia GM to condition their dancing monkeys, sorry, to inspire their players. Enter perversity points. Perversity points 
let players interfere in scenes that they are in and scenes that they are not in. The only requirement to use them, and to have access to a supply of them, is to be amusing, help the storyline along, and generally mess with the other players. A good paranoia GM will shower their players with these every time they are entertaining. The players will bask in this adulation and become even more entertaining. I believe a man called Mr Pavlov wrote a whole study on this. So what can you do with them? Simple. You spend them on a one by one basis to improve your dice rolls, or you spend them to improve or hinder another player's dice roll. You can spend up to five perversity on any given roll. When this happens, it's important to describe to the other players what is happening to make that skill attempt go better or worse than usual. Anyway, back to the dancing monkeys, sorry, players. I think you probably should. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add. Uh, I'm gonna do all of. It. I'm gonna do five perversity. <laughs> I'm getting all of this on film, folks. If you blow up, could you please make sure that you are in frame? This is critical. Okay, so Ryan's currently on four. Would anyone like to make it less than successful? Yes, me. I think. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. You can use up to five. Well, uh, okay, I'm gonna use three. That will reduce them to one. Does anyone oh. want to use? Two points to tip I, them over I the will. edge. <laughs> I'll use two points to get him back to negative one. <laughs> okay, Ryan blows up. Guy, can you roll your violence or agility, please? Because you're on the ground. Uh, oh dear, do you want to spend any perversity? I'll, I'll use uh, two perversity. You need to use three, not oh, sorry, three perversity then. Would anyone like to use four to make him blow up? Or yes. three even? I'll use okay. four. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we wipe to a new scene. Uh, Lee, you get to see the rest of your team turn back up in the, the hangar of the new carnations. You're sitting there happily on top of this incredibly volatile fuel, just panning round, looking at the, the, the piles of ash on the floor. You have noticed the, le- the rest of the landmines seem to have scuttled off into dark corners. You can't actually see where they are. Who knows where they are? They may pop up later. That seems dangerous. And their brave sacrifice would not be forgotten. I'll say, there's some good gizmos. There's some good gizmos. Effective. There's still all the other stuff in the crate, too. You know, that might be just as fun as the last Yeah, I'm going to go back to the crate. (laughs) Immediately. Now, is there a chance for me to go there before anybody else? Is there a chance before the clones get there where I'm alone in here? Uh, There is. You'll have to come down off your perch. Doing it. Dude, this is my only chance to do anything. (laughs) Right, well... (laughs) You'll see the equipment list I've given you. Yes, I will. Equipment list, yep. Oh, do I have to roll to get there or anything, or do I just do it? Don't worry, I'll tell you if you have to roll any dice. If I... Okay. Tell me as soon as you're down off the tank. I'm down off the tank. Can you roll a d20 for me, please? You bet. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, 13. 13, okay. As you get down off the the tank, you, you sort of jump down heroically, and you hear the scuttling of little metal legs, and a beat. Uh-oh. And then you rejoin all the team entering the hangar. <laughs> <laughs> that was effective. That was worth the that was worth the cost uh, worth the cost of admission. <laughs> uh, I want to go over and I want to open up that footlocker whilst we're rooting through uh, this box. The anticipation built and built and built some more and then built some more over the plastic box inside the plastic box 
What was in the plastic box? <laughs> there is a set of 20 hand grenades. Cool. Uh, I will. They're, they're not labeled. That's fair. In assorted colors. Um, I'll be like, hey, look, there's, uh, there's hand grenades in here. I'm going to wander behind the warbot, or is it the front of the warbot? I don't know. As we're all coming back, uh, I'd like to also go to the crate, and I'm going to see that there's something very interesting to me. Uh, there's pairs of foot gear with wheels. Are these roller skates? Or the Heelys? <laughs> yeah, Heelys. You could, you could call them roller skates if you want to. Yeah. I'm going to take one pair of them, and I'm going... Uh, excuse me, Bailey, uh, you are in the armed forces, correct? Yes, sir. I think you should take these uh, and wear them so that you have greater speed and uh, reactivity to any oncoming threats just in case uh, we were to be attacked by some unknown force. These could help you get from point A to point B much quicker. They got wheels on them. I trust my own two feet. Thank you, though. I mean, I'm the equipment guy, and I'm issuing you these uh, boots with wheels. So you don't necessarily have to wear them, but you have to keep them on your person. Okay. And I'll kind of take them from you and set them down next to his... uh, his feet, but he's he's also standing at this equipment crate, kind of going through it too. I'm just gonna lay. I'm gonna take them off the ground, tie the laces, and put them around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> and as you guys are doing that, you can see Jude in the most guilty-looking way, kind of whistling idly to himself as he reaches into the hand grenade box, smiling, and is pulling out one of the hand grenades. And you all turn around as he's kind of halfway up holding a hand grenade that he's trying to put into his pocket. Uh, excuse me, d- leader, uh, have you yes. been, have you formally requisitioned said grenade? Oh, no, what I was doing was making sure everyone was on point here. Uh, so, obviously, that wasn't very sneaky, like, whistling out loud. But the fact of the matter is, at any point in time, someone, somewhere, may, just may, be trying to steal one of these, and I'm glad you're all on point. Uh, I will say you, that was not what I was uh, equipped to issue with. Uh, I'm going to reach in. I'm going to give him a plastic doll with a green suit. This is what you've been requisitioned. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure this would this this will do you fine. It will. Thank you so much. Uh, I do very much appreciate this. Uh, you're the best. And so you hold it. Uh, I I I do. Uh, I'm going to take out my gun and shoot him <laughs> because he's he, he's not allowed to hold green things. Wait, but weren't you holding it? Yeah, but I'm not holding it anymore! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, Tony, roll uh, laser weapons. Uh, Possession is nine-tenths of the law. Uh, Laser weapons. Energy weapons or laser weapons? That's the one. Energy weapons, yeah. Dang. <laughs> About as high a failure as possible. Like perversity. <laughs> he's, he's a minus nine. You're like you're not supposed to hold green things, and it gets stuck. And gets <laughs> yeah. So, so you you whip out your your pistol very dramatically, and just like fire over your head with more enthusiasm. Right. Um, as as you're doing that, um, Lee, what are you doing? I'm looking around the bot, and I'm going to see if I can um, get to one of these doors. Lee wants to get inside the bot and reprogram it to say, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Yep, this game takes all types. Okay, so you go have a look around the bot. Bailey, what are you doing? Well, I, w- I was at the crate. And it better be roller skate related. 
<laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> um, Bailey stays at his roller skates. Sasha also seems to be staring really hard. Jude, what are you doing? Uh, I go, it's treason then. And I, I toss him back, uh, hoping he reflexively tries to grab it. <laughs> and I, I take out my laser pistol I'm, and I shoot I'm it. Gonna, I'm expecting this. <laughs> I'm just going to let it hit me. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the second it touches you, I go, you're not allowed to touch green things. Uh, and <laughs> so as you throw the doll, you also notice the grenade you're holding in the other hand. The pin comes out the grenade. <laughs> the grenade goes poof in your hand. But instead of an explosion... It's a weird anti-gravity field, and you find yourself floating. The, the doll's sort of slowly floating towards Tony. Tony, you're also now slowly kind of floating as well. Just in case it's not readily apparent, Sasha used his telekinesis to remove the pin from the grenade that Jude was holding. Um, Lee, you're going over the, um, the yellow line. Um, Bailey and Sasha, you're standing on either side. Tony, what are you doing in this anti-gravity situation? Do I kn- does it is there like a field around us that's visible, or is it just kind of ephemeral and no, invisible? Okay, it's just ephemeral. when I try can, it's ephemeral. If I try to like swim, can I seem to get out of it? Am I getting very high up? Right, interesting. Let us see if, if he burps you can swim out of it. Roll your outdoor life skill. If you have it. If you don't have outdoor life, um, you can't swim. Uh, where would that be? Would it be under violence? Or under wetware. Wetware, okay. I do not have an outdoor life. <laughs> okay, so you guys notice Tony kind of flailing around in in this anti-gravity field. Sasha, what are you doing? Sasha. Um, I am heading to the... Is the box in the anti-gravity field or is the box... No, the box isn't. Okay, I'm going to go and pick up the uh, metal twisty thing with valves. Okay, you pick up the metal twisty thing with valves. Lee. Alright, so... I'm floating. Is the is the warbot floating? No, you're not floating. You're not in the gravity field. I'm not. Gravity field. I'm going to try and slip inside if I can find a door. Okay, if you make a violence roll to climb up on one of the massive treads on the Mark IV. You got it. It's a 10. A 10. What's your violence? Five. You know that way when you see a really small cat trying to climb a tree? You're kind of like scrabbling at the side trying to find a purchase. Um, Bailey, what are you doing? He is going to pull the rope out of the equipment box and throw it to Tony who's kind of floating in the anti-gravity Go grab it <laughs> okay he throws the rope to Tony Jude what are you doing uh, do I see Lee trying to gr- climb up the Mark IV yes you do uh, I immediately take out my pistol and I go Tony this is above us and I take and I shoot uh, trying to kill uh, Lee because oh. he has <laughs> clearly he's clearly trying to do something and you're not supposed to touch the Mark IV and the mission is above all else important. And I say to, to everybody, the mission is in danger. And I... I cool. Uh, very, very heroic. I legit thought you said you were, you were saying this is above us and then you were going to try and kill me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're above us. This is above us. And I kill Tony. Uh, <laughs> okay, Jude, roll your energy weapon. Jude, you're not as bad a shot as Tony, but you're still pretty bad, and you're in an anti-gravity field. And the interesting thing about the laser is, as you fire it, the laser beam comes out of the barrel, and it seems to refract slightly, and it zings um, zings off the wall. At this moment, the anti-gravity field stops, and you and Tony kind of crump onto the floor. Tony, you can't do anything this round. You're holding the, the rope whimpering. Sasha, what are you doing? Can I use my engineering knowledge to work out what this twisty thing with valves actually is? 
You can, yeah, roll, roll one of your relevant engineering skills. Mechanical engineering will do. How about nuclear engineering? Since it's almost it's, not it's okay. definitely not nuclear. Okay, it'll be hardware then. Okay, go for it. You're pretty sure that there's a tube coming out of it. You're expecting to blow into that tube. That's what you reckon. Lee, are you still trying to scamper into the Mark IV? I guess I know somebody tried to shoot at me, right? Yes. <laughs> you're not sure where, though, because we all fell to the ground. So you're not entirely sure yeah. who took that patch. You did hear True bellowing lots of stuff about treason, but... I did. It's treason, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep saying that over and over again. <laughs> it works. I think, I think I'm going to jump off and scramble around the other side. Okay, so you scramble on the other side. Bailey, what are you doing? I'm going to go searching around uh, Bailey 3's remains to see if I can find my lanyard with my security pass on it. Okay, well, you've got a new security pass. Don't worry. Oh, I have a new one. Okay, perfect. Okay, so Bailey just drops the rope and goes to scrabble around in his remains. Jude, you can't do anything this turn. Okay, next round. Tony, you're back on your feet. Uh, hmm, I'm going to let's see what what other goodies are in the crate. I don't think there's any other weapon. There's just more grenades. You know what? I'll throw a grenade at, at Lee. <laughs> what are the anti-grav grenades? We don't know. They're all different colors, so it might be something completely. If different I if I can recognize the one with a similar color to what I saw happen uh, with Jude, uh, I will do that. Pick a color. What what are the available colors to? You tell me, pick a color. Purple. <laughs> you pick up a purple grenade and you lob it in Lee's direction. If you've got thrown weapons, roll that, otherwise roll violence. Oh, we're rolling violence here. To negative six. It's not entirely wasted effort. You've learned that purple grenades are napalm grenades. And you lob it at Lee. You miss totally and you hit the side of the four. Uh-oh. <laughs> we'll come back to that in just a second. There's a colorful <laughs> explosion, and um, it's covered in flaming petroleum jelly. Lee, what are you doing? Can I get under the warbot? Yes. He rolls under the warbot. Sasha? I'm going to blow into my metal twisty thing with valves. Okay, you put your lips to it and you blow and it makes a <laughs> noise. Is it a trumpet? <laughs> it's, it's not like a trumpet, it's imagine a big set of twisty valves in a kind of um, upright bit with the tube coming out the side and a large flaring bit at the mm -hmm. top of the valves. Okay. Bailey. Very useful. I'm going to grab the box labeled Betty and look and see what, what the metal components are. So you flip open the box labelled Betty and inside the box there is a lot of parts, like mechanical parts. Can you make a mechanical engineering roll? If you don't have that, you can roll your hardware. Okay. Uh, I rolled a five on the die. My hardware skill is five. Brilliant. You're pretty sure these are transbot parts. You'd maybe use it in the engine of an auto car. Okay. Okay, and Jude, finally, what are you up to? I see Lee go underneath the Mark IV, and uh, I just simply say, Mark IV, in your brilliance and greatness, would you mind uh, turning so I can just marvel at the very beauty of you on all sides as you turn round and round? Because <laughs> seeing only one aspect of your glorious chassis is just not enough. Well, as you say that, coincidentally enough, the Mark IV 
it does speak. Triton detected. It's Gatling guns open up and Tony R is shredded. Like I said, here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Sasha, you finished blowing into your big metal tube. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to grab the bag of clear orbs. Are they, are they, past, are they soft or hard? They're, they seem to be glass, and they've got they've got little sort of swirls of colour inside them. Okay, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna empty them, and all under the warbot. Okay, so you, you open this big bag and, go whoosh, yeah. and there's a tidal wave of these little glass orbs uh, go rolling towards where, where Lee is. Lee, can you make an agility roll for me, please? Is that a d20? It is a d20. If you've got the agility skill, it's against that. Otherwise, it's violence. Okay, I'll have to check my sheet here. I got a six on the die. My violence is five. I got a six. Okay, um, you kind of go scrabbling into a heap. You can't act this turn. Uh, they're very pretty though, these little little glass orbs. Bailey, what would you like to do? I'm gonna root through the grenade box and just grab three different grenades. Excellent, any particular colors you would like? I'm gonna do whatever color the anti-gravity one was, the purple Keep- one, and a red one. So what color was the anti-gravity one? Black. A black one. Okay, excellent. So you've got a black, you've got a purple and a red. Excellent. Jude. Whilst uh, he's scrabbling, uh, while he's scrabbling, I'm going to try and line myself up so I can see underneath uh, where Lee is. I, I'm going to give you a bonus to him because he's scrabbling. Scrabbling people are easy. Hmm. Perfect. You get plus two to your success levels. Bing. Dang. <laughs> So many negatives. Jude really wants me dead. Jude wants me dead so bad. Would anyone like to spend any perversity here? I will spend, because I have a plus two. Yep, so you're on minus one. So I'll I'll spend one perversity. Okay, Um, with one perversity, you'll need to spend actually another three, because everyone's got reflect armor that reflects lasers back. I only have two perversity, so I'm not going to spend any perversity. (laughs) Anyone like to make this a kill shot? Uh, no, okay, yeah. no one loves a team leader. So you, you zap, and it kind of ricochets on the underside of the Mark IV. Now, does it hit the Mark IV? Jude, can you roll a d20 for me, please? Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> 12. It ricochets off, hits the Mark IV. Mark IV responds in kind with a blast from the Gatling gun. Um, you are... Vaporized. Sasha, what are you doing? I think this is all getting a little bit crazy. I'm just going to retire down to the... I'm going to stand in the doorway marked C at the bottom of the map. The doorway marked C, okay. Uh, Lee? If there is an access hatch on the bottom, I'm going to use my uh, camera light to see if I can find that and get inside. There is an access hatch. It's got one of those hashed black and yellow lines around it. It's got a radiation symbol on it, and it's marked danger, do not open. Okay, I open it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you go to open that. As you touch it, there's a massive jolt of electricity goes through you. And you know how people often talk about the electric chair's inhumane because it takes like ages to kill someone? Well, Alpha Complex has refined that. This does not take ages to kill you. You are literally <laughs> like that. So with that, um, Bailey and Sasha, you are left alone in the room. You, you see the, the sad bloody remains of, of Jude on the floor, the sad bloody remains of Tony on the floor, the slightly charred remains of Lee underneath uh, the warbot. And you're alone in the hangar. Bailey is going to look to Sasha and say, 
filthy man. Now I got you all alone. And he pulls out his pistol and takes a shot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh. roll your energy weapons. Okay. <laughs> Did that work? Yep, you could spend some perversity if you wish. I will spend five perversity, the maximum amount that I can. Guy, would you like to spend any perversity? I. How much do I need to spend to just have it bounce off my armor? Two perversity. I'll, I'll do that. Okay, can you describe to me what happens? So basically, you've seen the Matrix. I'm going to go like, I'm going to bend back 90 degrees. It's going to hit the armor, but it's just going to ricochet off the shoulder and it's going to look really cool. Okay, excellent. Well, Reflect does in fact reflect shots. Let's see if it hits Mark Four, shall we? <laughs> Bailey, roll a d20. Oh, no. I got a 15. Guess what, Bailey? You're taking a trip to Gatling Gun Town. <laughs> Technically, the shot reflected off of Sasha, so it shouldn't be coming from him. <laughs> the Mark was smart enough to know who pulled the trigger, yeah. <laughs> so, Sasha, you are alone in the hangar. <laughs> I'm going to, while I'm waiting for everyone else to that, I'm going to go and have a chat with the Mark IV. I'm going to use my, because the Mark IV clearly has a gigantic ego, I'm going to use my very high bootlicking skill and see if I can ingratiate myself with it. Excellent. Well, what are you saying to the Mark IV? I'm just gonna I'm gonna say how bowled over I am by by its its enormous magnificence. I've never seen guns like it on on anything. Um, it's not just it's it's the most impressive machine that's ever built. It'll probably be the most, most impressive machine ever built. Um, Sexist. Have you seen I am more impressive than Frank Computer? Well, obviously you're part of the overall ecosystem created by Frank Computer, and therefore that comparison isn't valid. But as a war machine, unsurpassed. Who would win in a fight between myself and Frank Computer? That's like asking what's better, an apple or happiness. It's just an. It's not. What a, is an apple, citizen? It's it's a hypothetical thing I invented just to show you how futile that comparison was. Who would win in a fight, myself or Frank Computer? I just don't think that's a question I can answer. I'm just not qualified. I don't know enough about you. To... There's a faithful gun tons to face you. I think you can answer the question, citizen. Is my bootlicking skill not helping here? Not <laughs> Roll your bootlicking skill, let's find out. <laughs> That's pretty good bootlicking. That's pretty good bootlicking. It is. You you fall to the ground and um, you manage to muster a tear. Mark IV's vapor gun sags slightly. On your feet, citizen. Weeping does not become you. Well, that went well. The doors to the hangar do grind open. And at the hangar doors, there's a scrub bot enters. Now, most scrub bots are these small dinky machines that go around and they, they scrub before. This is a larger than normal scrub bot. It is cone-shaped. It's maybe about a metre and a half tall. It's got a pair of treads. And it's got four main arms, and it's got plus various kind of secondary appendages that emerge from various openings on its side. And printed on the side of the scrub bot in very large block letters is Extreme Danger. And above this is a radiation symbol. Now it comes in and it starts doing laps around the perimeter of the hangar. The rest of you turn up at this point. I want to walk in and wave at the warbot and say, Oh, hi, Mark. 
Oh, <laughs> Ryan I got, got it. it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I did. I did not hit her. I did I not. Did not. <laughs> I would like uh, seeing that there's a radiation bot. I'm gonna pop over to the equipment, and then I see that there are. I think there was something about radiation, right? There are. There are radiation sensors. Yeah, I'm gonna go for the small box labeled radiation indicators, and I'm gonna oh. open it up. So the. There's five of these. These are small badges. Think of like, you know, the, the Star Trek communication mm -hmm. badges. And they've got a series of lights in all the colors of the security clearance. And currently the red light uh, it, it is lit. And it's got a little speaker on it. And there's a button you can press next to the speaker. I'll uh, tap the speaker button. And a little voice speaks from the badge. Excuse me, citizen. Are you violent clearance or higher? No. Then you're receiving acceptable amounts of radiation. Oh, that's, that's good. That's great. Uh, I reach into the box and I grab the small little bot. Uh, and uh, at that same time, I'm going to look at the chronobot on my wrist and see if I can't like jar it awake to see how much time has passed or if it's been announcing stuff in the background. Okay, so as you um, press the button on um, the, the chronobot, it sort of unfolds and it beeps only 15 hours till deadline awesome. now this little bot you're holding it looks a bit like do you remember um, Pixar used to have that little light thing that would boing into the logos and it would turn around it's like that but all folded up it's like a little lamp stand there's legs and there's arms and it's got what looks like a light bulb inside its head and there's a button to turn it on uh, I, I press the button. Okay, um, as you press the button, um, the bot unfolds itself. I am Mikey Four. You are the photographer. Yep. <laughs> and it, it's standing there in your, your hand, just kind of looking at its little light bulb face in your direction. Ah, uh, Mikey Four, it's just... I am so pleased to make your acquaintance, and I'll I'll press uh, the button again. Maybe the tournament. You press the button, it makes a clicking sound, and Mikey Ford excitedly puts his arms out and goes, "Lights!" And this thing flashes in your face. Um, you lots hear Jude shriek and fall to the floor, covering his eyes, and Mikey it just starts doing laps of the the yellow perimeter, waving its little arms. Meanwhile, speaking of perimeters, the scrub bot appears to have completed its first lap of the perimeter, and it's now moved over to the large fuel tanks, and its side opens, and an appendage comes out. It looks like it's... You know those things that used to buff the floors? Mm. Or like an angle grinder? It looks a bit like that, and it looks like it's going to sort of shine up the side of the slightly cracked tank. Excellent. Um, well, that's good because they are—they are a bit dirty. Unknowing, I—I uh, I don't know anything about the condition of the tanks. Seems fine to me. <laughs> yeah. It starts spraying loose like cleaning fluid over the tanks. There's a whirring noise, and this thing touches the surface of the tanks and starts buffing it. There's a few sparks. Uh, what the hell? I'm going to shoot the—I'm going to shoot the cleaning bot. <laughs> Excellent. Because I know the state of the tank. <laughs> So we roll energy weapons. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Going to walk down to... So you you fire at the bot, now you miss. 
and you hit the tank. The water tank, yeah? The fuel tanks, yeah. <laughs> the water tanks. There's a sort of fizzing sound and a vaguely kind of chemically type smell. The bot swivels its head in your direction. Stop shooting at me, Max And then swivels its head back, keeps buffing the tank. I am going to, again, check the radiation meter. <laughs> Are you violent clearance or high citizen? No. Then you are receiving acceptable amounts of radiation. Everything's fine so far. Uh, Jude, you're back on your feet. You're seeing kind of black spots every time you blink. So I I heard the bot say that, right? Yep. Uh, I would like to use my con games to uh, talk to the Mark IV and be like, did you hear what that that robot called you? I don't even know what that sign means. Such a resplendent warbot as you being talked down to in such a manner by a cleaning bot? Roll your con games. Hey. Wow. I'm quite the con man. <laughs> Agreed. I am far superior than any cleaning bots. Remove this thing from my presence. <laughs> you, you heard him, cleaning bot. You, you better get moving. I have a slight task for the computer. I'm just saying, uh... You hear that, Mark IV? He won't leave. Then make him leave. You are my servants. No, that's fair. I'm going to grab one of the grenades. Let's say red. I'm going to lob it over to the tank where the cleaning bot is. Okay, roll either your thrown weapons or violent. I don't have thrown weapons, so that's bad. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a lot of negatives being rolled. Okay, fun fact. The red grenades... Are smoke grenades. Oh, that's probably good. <laughs> and there is now a wall of smoke obscuring the bot from where the rest of you are. You can still hear the whirring of its brushes. I mean, technically, the, the the robot is out of sight now. <laughs> <laughs> the robot actually emerges from the smoke and it starts uh, moving towards... <laughs> um, Clearance Ultraviolet. Rules. Why are they all laughing? Is the prospect of a scrub bot moving out of smoke really that funny? No. No, it's not. What is funny is the amount of notes that get passed around in paranoia. In traditional tabletop play, it is customary for players to frantically scribble on a piece of paper when they want to do something underhand and then pass it to the GM, all the while making the most pathetic pick-me-doe-eyes imaginable. The GM, in turn, will often pass them notes back. Sometimes, the GM will simply pass people notes saying things like nothing interesting to read here, before winking at the player. It helps foster that warm, cuddly, paranoid atmosphere among his fellow troubleshooters. Online play, though, is different. Obviously, there are no physical notes. Instead, our players are using the Whisper feature of the Roll20 virtual tabletop to send the GM all their nefarious doings. The fun thing about this is that whilst the other players can't see the notes being passed like they would at the table, what they can see is the entire message of the troubleshooter sending it uses the wrong syntax. Now, the ruling I made right at the beginning was that if you use the wrong syntax and your message goes to everyone, then guess what? You've gone and made everyone aware of whatever sneaky thing you were trying to do. Lee has just learned a valuable lesson. 
namely that the syntax for the whisper command is slash w and not w slash. I hope for his sake he wasn't trying anything super treasonous. The Mark IV. <laughs> and also, you lot can see Lee putting his fingers <laughs> at the side of his head. His eyes roll up. Lee, given we're out in the open now, can you roll can you can you roll power please? No one sees this. <laughs> Everybody close your eyes! <laughs> oh so, my god. I got an 11. You got an 11. Right, fun fact. So paranoia is a bit like kiddie science because you never actually know what anything does. And prior to us running this game, I actually got a, a message from John saying, "Does can I use Levitate to move other things or just myself? And I said... Why not use it and find out? So we're all. I should, I should have asked, is it W slash or slash W? Wrong question. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, funnily enough, levitation isn't the same as telekinesis. Telekinesis is where you can use your mind to move other things. Levitate is where you can move yourself. Now, given that you kind of spectacularly <laughs> failed in that role, you lot turn around and notice <laughs> Lee with a sort of <laughs> noise slowly raising himself into the air with his arms outstretched like a sort of budget magneto from the X-Men <laughs> and he's hanging in the air with his arms outstretched in an incredibly treasonous way why'd you have to go with a budget though <laughs> mark 4 uh, unregistered mutant identified Identified. This time for a bit of variety, um, Mark IV leads with a flamethrower. <laughs> Something that you all learn is that once you've been incinerated, your mutant power stops working. So little bits of Lee cascade around like horrible black snow onto the ground um, around you. And, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is how levitate works. Badly, in this case. Thank you for listening to Me and My Shadow Mark IV, a Paranoia actual play podcast. Thanks have to go to our wonderful cast of players slash voice actors. They are, in no particular order, Alex Adams as Jude R, Guy Adams, no relation, as Sasha R, Paul Page as Bailey R, Ryan Mossberger as Tony R, John Cohen as Lee R, and of course Keely Wilson as The Computer. Some of these folks have podcasts of their own. I heartily recommend taking a listen to them and there will be links in the show notes. This actual play is a cut-down version of the original Me and My Shadow Mark IV published by West End Games in the supplement Acute Paranoia way back in 1986. It was also republished for Paranoia XP in the excellent supplement Paranoia Flashbacks by Mongoose in 1985. Now the full version of this game would take considerably longer to play and record and, if I'm completely honest, I'm not sure our intrepid troubleshooters would last that long. However, if you're a budding paranoia GM or you just like a good read, I heartily recommend getting your paws on this adventure. Your players will love and hate you in equal measure for running it. 
The only thing you won't find in the published material are the joyful characters our cast are playing. I'm afraid they're all the product of my own rather fevered mind. These actual plays are a regular addition to the Roll to Save lineup, with new episodes appearing every month. We hope you enjoy them. In fact, we've had good feedback, so that's why we've chosen to do another one. If you would like to get in touch with us, please find us on Twitter at SafePodcast or email us at roll.2.save.pod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Roll to Save. We're always on the lookout for new cast members, so if you fancy giving Paranoia a try, let us know. And remember, stay alert, trust no one, keep your laser handy. The computer is your friend. <laughs>